This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I want to talk about the issue of uh, abandoned and orphaned wells in Alberta. And, and the big cleanup problem we still face moving forward. New report out from the Alberta Energy Regulator uh, suggests that things are trending in the right direction. This report released this week found a 9% drop in the number of inactive wells, down from 91,000 to 83,000. They also say that nearly $700 million was spent by oil and gas producers. Now, this is 2022 data. Uh, nearly $700 million was spent, which was actually 65% more than they were required to spend under provincial rules. Chad Newton, the regulator's manager of planning, says industry is moving infrastructure toward closure. Industry did a good job. But here's the thing. This is a major environmental liability still. The report suggests a $33 billion environmental liability from the remaining wells. Now, that's a big number, but that might be uh, uh, an underestimate when it comes to how big the problem still is. Now, it's interesting because uh, the report suggests it's really hard to know. That might be over. That might be under, they suggest. But um, others who have studied this suggest, no, there's more clarity, and that's likely a, a much bigger number. Well, joining us uh, to talk more about these uh, issues, very pleased to welcome the program uh, here this morning, somebody who's uh, followed all of this very closely, Martin Olzinski, uh, who's a uh, resource law professor at the University of Calgary, a former federal regulatory lawyer as well. Professor Olzinski, good to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks very much, Rob. I mean, just on those points about, you know, industries spending more than they were acquired to, the number of uh, inactive wells going down. I mean, did you see signs of any real or meaningful progress in this report? You know, so, I, you know, it, it, I don't want to fall into that sort of slope where nothing is ever good enough. And, and, you know, on the one hand, sure, like industries spent more in 2022 than they have in the past. And they appear to have spent more than they were required to. I, I would love to sit down with industry and, and, and understand why they chose to do so. My gut says that they understand that they have a public relations issue here, and they are they did as much as they could to try to address that public relations problem. But I don't I don't see a sustained reversal uh, in the numbers and in the and in the scope and severity of the problem. Not at all. All right. This bigger number, the $33 billion figure in that report that talks about the overall environmental liability, but then the suggestion that we don't really know what the number is. It could be lower. It could be higher. What do you make of the number, first of all, and then that suggestion that maybe we don't know what it actually is? Yeah. So actually, the regulator does have a sense, uh, a pretty strong sense, has known since 2018 at least, um, that that number might be actually off by a factor of two and a half, almost three. So um, they have internal analyses that they did um, that suggest that, for instance, the inactive liability, so, so that $33 billion, um, one-third of it is for what we refer to as inactive liability. These are wells that have been dormant on the landscape, essentially, were not, haven't been properly abandoned, closed, haven't been remedied and reclaimed. And, and so... The estimate they give is around $11 billion for that liability. 
But the regulator had analysis that it did in 2018 that suggests that it's actually 260 times, 260 percent, sorry, higher, or so close to 26 billion dollars actually just for that inactive liability. And so then, if we look at that, if we look at it like that, we think, well, there's no reason to think that inactive liability, inactive wells current the current inventory is, is all that much different, frankly, than our current active inventory. Then we can take that 262 percent and say total liability, that 33 billion dollars, is actually probably closer to 100 billion. And in fact, that's very consistent with another report, another internal uh, presentation that was leaked to the media in 2018 from the AR that suggested actually that total conventional liabilities are closer to $100 billion. So, you know, I, you know, it was interesting to hear yesterday, I had to do a double take, I think, when I was reading some of the news, for the regulator to say, you know, to acknowledge that, that, that $11 billion and the $33 billion is a, is, is a wobbly number, but then to suggest that it might be an overestimate, I think it's just, it just, it, it defies any kind of credibility. So maybe being, I don't know, deliberately obtuse here? It seems like they, they know more than maybe they're, they're letting on here. They absolutely know more than they're letting on. And, and, and so this is my big problem. Like, so, you know, yesterday's report could have been an important milestone, I think, if, if the regulator had brought it forward in the spirit of sort of like of transparency and forthrightness and frankness with the, gut, with, with the Alberta public to say, here's the problem, here's how we've dealt with it so far, um, we recognize that there's a ton more work that we need to do, but here's our first initial step. But they didn't do that. They cherry-picked the numbers. They, they continue to rely on numbers that they know are inaccurate, that they know are an underestimate, and then tried to sell it as a good news story. And I think that that's the really problematic part. It's just, it's more of the same, it's more deception from a captured regulator in the province of Alberta. So, I mean, does, does this imply then that, you know, we, we have a regulatory gap, that we have insufficient uh, regulations to, to address this? What, what's the source of the, the problem here? Well, so, you know, and I think I was on your show um, in the fall, like, so myself and a couple of uh, colleagues here at the University of Calgary, we published, we published two reports, actually, out of the School of Public Policy uh, here at the University of Calgary last fall, one on looking at conventional oil and gas liability, and the other one looking at non-conventional oil and gas, which is to say oil sands. You know, and, and I mean, the basic issue is that we have a, uh, a regulator that thinks that its primary objective is to ensure, uh, essentially, to minimize cost for the industry. That seems to be its sort of like, you know, you could, you know, that seems to be its single-minded sort of focus is to make sure that the industry is happy. And if the industry is happy, then it's going to change its approach. Now, you know, we, we, everyone understands the importance and the role of the oil and gas industry over time in this province. But when we're talking about $100 billion in potential liabilities, and we know that there's like not even a billion dollars set aside for those liabilities. There's like something like $500 million maybe. Um, that's a massive, massive liability that the Alberta taxpayer is going to have to at some point assume unless we unless we're prepared to say you can leave all these sites unremediated and un, you know un, you know unabandoned for perpetuity then then what the point that we're at is that we are talking about hundreds of billions of dollars and to my mind um, that's clearly a huge problem and so so in our in our paper we said what we need is a public inquiry right we need a public inquiry we need the government to step back, hire someone that is, is independent, a uh, commissioner, to 
blow this file open to present, you know, like I said, so I can, I can even, if you go on my Twitter page, for instance, Rob, like I posted some of the slides from that presentation that show that the previous sort of estimate under what we call Directive 11 is 263% too low. Um, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. They have that information, but they seem to not want to give independent sort of stakeholders, the public, the ability to scrutinize that information. Mm-hmm. And so we need that scrutiny. We need that independent public scrutiny. We need the regulator to be forthright to bring all that information forward. And then we need to have a very serious conversation about how, how do we address this. And, you know, on, on this point, I just want to say, like, $700 million might sound like a lot to spend on these liabilities, but we're talking about a 20-year sort of or 30-year sort of deficit. So at, at $700 million a year, it would take over 40 years and that's assuming a, that conservative number of $33 billion that we know is wrong. If you double or triple that number, we're talking about a century to clean up these liabilities. And, and what we do know, and this is kind of interesting, is in that report yesterday, what it also showed is that increasingly the proportion of wells that are, not, that are marginal is constantly growing. And the number of sort of like healthy active wells is diminishing. Something's got to give here. And the, but the regulator doesn't seem prepared to have that frank conversation with Albertans. It was interesting, the uh, response from the Alberta government, there was a joint statement from the Energy and Environment Ministers uh, you know, celebrating what they see as, as the good news in this report, which we touched on, but also uh, you know, suggesting that we're going to get some clarity in the coming weeks about the government's plan to address this. And we've heard you know, certainly a lot of rumblings about the so-called R-STAR approach, the idea of trying to incentivize companies to do more of this cleanup that they're legally obligated to do. What are you anticipating or, or bracing for in terms of how the government's going to, to go about this yeah so it, it seems pretty clear to me again like because and here's the weird thing too like there's almost a disconnect between what the report actually says and then what the leadership is saying whether it's Lori pusher or the minister like they're they're saying that this is our good news story if you look at this report and you look at some of the figures there's clearly some bad news in there even setting aside that they've overestimate underestimated liabilities for instance like the fact that they don't know the status of 24 percent of the non-well facilities that that they regulate currently you know so one in four facilities they don't they just don't even know the status so there's there's really um damning information in there but but for sure so when i look at whether it's minister schultz or mr gene or 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 laurie pusher there's like a softening of the ground here you feel like for some of these initiatives that we know are essentially looking to to do a runaround against uh, uh, around rigorous sort of environmental standards. So one of the things that Minister Schultz talks about is this like pilot where they're going to start giving reclamation certificates um, before land is actually properly certified, reclaimed, right? The idea that certification, because of course the idea there, right, is that you've cleaned the land up, there should be no contaminants. Well, to do that, to say that you've actually done that, takes time, right? It takes years of data. You want to monitor, you want to make sure that there's nothing left, there's no seepage, there's no, you know, there's no contaminants migrating. But so what they're going to do, though, is, you know, having allowed industry to punt these reclamation obligations for an indefinite period, there's no timeline for cleaning up wells in this province, 
they're now going to reward the companies that waited by being like, oh, well, but now you don't want to wait for the full time that's required to to certify your reclamation. We're going to give you a certificate, a sort of an interim certificate, so that you can carry on your business. So essentially rewarding bad behavior. And of course, the, the real issue is, you know, we know the Auditor General has already expressed concern about how sloppy the regulator is in terms of actually verifying that that sites have been reclaimed, right, and that there aren't issues. They're, they're not really doing site visits anymore. All of this is being done on, you know, essentially through a virtual portal. And so, you know, basically, you know, this report for sure and the way that it's being treated by the political class, it's a softening up of Albertans to say, we've got this problem, don't worry about it. And, and here we're going to cut some corners, but don't worry about it. We've got the problem under control. They don't have it under control. They realize they have a public perception problem, and so they are trying to very, uh, with, you know, by doing the least amount substantively, but the most amount in terms of PR, they're trying to give the impression that they've got this problem under control. We'll see what the government decides to do here, Martin. Appreciate your insight on all this. Thanks so much for making some time for us here today.